Welcome to Dads Off Duty. I am your host, Seth Michaels, joined... Actually, I said that wrong. I am a co-host to Dads Off Duty. My name is Seth Michaels, joined this evening by... Jazzy Jason Katie. Ja- I like that, Jazzy Jason Katie. Um, for this recording, I actually... When I sent the last invite out, I sent your name as just kidding. JK, I've heard that many times. I'm sure. JK. That's not my dad joke for the day, though, okay? I just, I want to say that. That's not it. Jason, do you know what a sprinter eats before a race? I don't. What? No, they fast. Uh... Very good. Now, are you telling me this joke? Is it very timely because you are in the middle of your exercise regimen with your wife like you discussed last week? Mm-hmm. That's right. I am trying the Jason Katie way of like tying things into the podcast, you know, um, so uh, a little homage to you. Week 24 and you're finally putting it all together. It's coming together. <laughs> I love it. How's it going, by the way? Do you have anything to update us on? I mean, yeah, health, I do. The food. Oh, yeah. The food is balls. It, <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> so I'll give you an idea of what. And granted, it's better. Like these, the beginning four days of this 21 days is, are the best four days for me because in the morning, I can at least have eggs. That's allowed. So when I wake up in the morning, I eat two eggs scrambled with one and a half cups of spinach and four pieces of slicely cut whole grain toast. Thinly cut. Four, wait. four pieces of thinly cut whole grain toast um, without any butter. Or jam. Dry toast. Dry toast. Yeah. Four slices seems excessive. Wait, hold hold. I got to back up. Before that, I when I wake up in the morning, I have to drink 12 to 24 ounces of water right away. Just down it. It's the worst. I don't, I can't drink that much water. And like, it is physically hard for me to drink that much water in the morning. It wouldn't be a dad's off duty episode if Seth wasn't complaining about something. Today it's water. Yeah. Okay. You don't have like when you wake up in the morning, you can just you can just put back twenty four ounces of water, no problem. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you've seen me on every video drinking water, like it's water. Yes, I drink water like water. I I understand that. I do too. I drink water frequently. I just can't do it when I wake up in the morning. That's that's the only thing. I I I have trouble with it. Now. I have to drink 12 to 24 ounces of water when I wake up. And then I have to wait 30 minutes before I can eat breakfast. Is that tough for you? No, not particularly. But I also can't drink while I eat breakfast. So one of the things that I realized in this whole thing is I am not allowed to drink while I'm eating food. There are so many rules to this. And you're only like a half hour into your day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
that's it. So a half hour into the day, that's what I've done so far. After that, I then uh, I take some supplements at like 10 o'clock, and then I get lunch, which is usually a salad. But today, I was treated to brown rice and black beans. So the worst parts of Chipotle. <laughs> the worst parts of Chipotle. And it's not as if... I was able to add a taco seasoning <laughs> to the brown rice and black beans. No, it was brown rice and black beans. Now, I was able to add some curry powder to it, so at least it had a little bit of flavor. <laughs> you rebel. <laughs> okay, I I haven't even gotten to the worst part. Two hours after lunch, so it's generally right around 2 o'clock, I have to take this supplement drink called greens does it have a z at the end greens <laughs> yeah greens so i have to take this drink and you mix it with water and it literally looks like you're drinking blended seaweed that's what it looks like mm. um and i'll be honest with you i almost threw up the first time i tried it just almost immediate, just vomit right in the sink. I, I, I had trouble holding it down. The following two days, the next, the following two days, I got smart. I said, what can I do to not vomit immediately after drinking this green sludge that I have to drink that tastes like celery, seaweed, and Barbosa's ass? I, it just, what, or what can I do? And then I figured out I have these sugar-free Mio flavor water things. Yes. Now, I can't actually swallow it. Like I'm not allowed to I'm not allowed to drink that or put it in anything. But I figured if I just put a huge dose of that in some water next to the greens and I pound the greens really fast and then I do that and I swish it around in my mouth and I gargle it, I don't want to throw up immediately. Sounds very complicated. It really is. It's incredibly complicated. The The rest of the day is pretty boring. I, I have to eat supper. Boring food. Like today it was quinoa, steamed broccoli, and red pepper or something. Are you not getting any protein in your diet at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, eggs, I guess. But Eggs. And the rest of the week I'll be drinking. They have this specialized protein drink that i'll be drinking which i tried on the first day all by itself and i'll be honest with you i've had better protein shakes and i've tried a lot of protein shakes and this has to rank among the worst protein shakes i've ever had is real bad it says vanilla on the side of the package but when you mix it up it's brown that ain't vanilla Here's the best part about this whole thing. I've been doing this for, let's see, I started on the 7th, I think. So I'm three days into it. I've lost five pounds. Well, you haven't been eating anything, so that's apparent. Yeah, I've lost five pounds, and my wife has lost eight pounds. So as terrible as it is, at least I am gaining something out of it, so far at least. Um, not wait and that's a a sleeker waist and i will be showing pictures to all of our followers of how i look before and after the whole thing 
uh, I'll be giving updates because I know you guys want to see my sexy body. Yeah, shirtless baby. What's your energy level like at the end of the day? I mean, are are you getting enough to energize yourself and make it through the day? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Ritalin still, so I mean, that's pretty helpful to be honest. As far as other energy, I don't sleep as it is. I haven't really noticed. I've actually noticed less energy at the start and middle of my day than I do at the end of my day. Kind of I feel like I ramp up during you know, during the day to nighttime. All right. Well, good. Hey, I'm proud of you, buddy. Keep it up. 21 days is you can do it. No, you can just you can just shut your face now. Okay. <laughs> mm, mm, I see. I I say that in love. So one I, another side note, we're 12 minutes and whatever. Another side note here. I was picking my son up from grandma's house today. And what do grandmothers give their kids to eat sugar and sugar and yeah and sugar yeah so he comes out the little bastard he comes out of the house and i get him into the car everything's going great and then out of his pocket he pulls like one of those confetti hostess cupcakes (laughs) and then he says can you open this for me and i just wanted to say no i i can't (laughs) I don't have the power. (laughs) But he gave me the sad puppy dog eyes and I immediately opened it and I kind of threw it at him and ran to the the front of the the van to to start driving away because I didn't want to eat it. (laughs) Yeah, well, you always have the thing where, right, when you give your kid a host of something, it always ends up a piece of it on your fingers somehow, the frosting or the cake, and then you got to lick it off, but. What did you do? Wipe it on the door? No, it was it was a single package one. So I just like opened the the little the top of the plastic so he could do the rest of it. And I just left him to it. All right, Seth. Hey, what are we getting into today? What are we talking about? Besides the next 21 days being horrible for me, we are talking about things we wish we knew before becoming a parent. Things that were not apparent to us. I was going to say it, but it looked like you had it on the tip of your tongue, so I I let you go with it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, things that were not apparent to us. Jason, what's the first thing on your list? What was the first thing that you thought of when I said this is going to be the topic? I, I wrote down a number of things. The top one is the one that immediately came to mind. And people say this, you know, when you're expecting to have a kid or talking about, hey, we're going to have kids, I think is how little sleep you would actually get, especially when they're little. The first year or so, and we talked about this, Jordan and I, a couple episodes back, but man, when you have especially little ones, sleep is something that just becomes foreign to you for the good 12 to 18 months at the beginning there. And, you know, they always say sleep when the baby sleeps. I think that's a great advice i would give that advice to any parent that's listening or or new parent or about to be parent is any chance you get just put your head on that pillow close your eyes and rest we all know we're parents right the first 12 months kids waking up every three to four hours the phrase sleeping like a baby uh that's bullshit jason i want to i want to say something right now 
Now, you and I have had similar experiences to this, obviously. You said 12 to 18 months. My oldest didn't sleep through the night until he's around 18 months old. The youngest didn't start sleeping through the night until he was like 14 months old. To you, what is the worst thing another parent can say to you about their newborn child? Oh, my four-month-old slept through the night the other day. Oh, man, nothing gets me angrier. And you have to be like, oh, that's great. (laughs) Just (laughs) Yeah, your voice goes up 18 octaves. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it kills me when somebody says that to me or they're like oh yeah i how old is your little one they're like two months and and i was like oh yeah how are you know being a parent myself i'm like you guys sleeping all right and stuff they're like oh yeah they started sleeping through the night after like six weeks and i just want to walk away at that point i just want to excuse myself from that conversation and tell them to go fuck themselves because that's not acceptable behavior from babies according to my experience jason now being guys right being dads you could choose to answer this or not uh were your children breastfed or were they bottle fed both were bottle fed so you had to take did you take some of that responsibility right away as far as like feeding oh yeah absolutely you know the middle of the night ones my wife and i would alternate and, you know, I'd get the first one, she'd get the second one if it was multiple times in a night. And we had this baby Brezza, it was called. It was basically a Keurig for babies. I don't know if you've seen these before. You, you put the powder at the top, you know, you fill the side tank with water, you push a button. And let me tell you, at 3 a.m., that button pushing is so nice. It comes out warm. It's already mixed up perfectly. It's good to go. Lifesaver. Man, that sounds amazing. Now, we breastfed Kai and Roland, uh, at least for the first few months, like Roland, I think like three months, Kai about four or five months. And before I get any further, guys, dads, people listening to this podcast, do not pressure your, like if you're a mother, do not pressure yourself into breastfeeding if that's something that you don't feel comfortable with or you don't want to do or you can't. Um, don't let yourself feel guilty over it or don't feel like it's something that you absolutely have to do. And the reason that I say that is something that Jennifer struggled with, you know, is having like putting that pressure on herself, right? Cause she already has anxiety, putting that pressure on herself to basically be the sole source of food <laughs> for a new person into this world. It's just really tough. And it, it can be very mentally draining on, uh, on a woman. So I just want to say if your dad or your mom listening to this and you're feeling terrible about like having not breastfed or you're feeling terrible that maybe you weren't able to do it for however long you wanted to don't, it happens. And it, your mental health is more important to both the child and to yourself than breastfeeding is 100%. I just, I wanted to throw that out there because I firmly believe it. Well said. I completely agree. All right. Now, the top thing on my list for things that I wish I would have known or realized before becoming a parent was how terrible small children's books are. 
Like, <laughs> I am an, a- I mean, I read constantly. I am an avid reader. There are just literally books scattered all throughout my house. Children's books included. Children get to a certain age and it becomes fun to read to them because the books are better. But I cannot stand the touch and feel like two words being on a page and touch and feel like I, I have trouble with it, man. Like I can't do it or really, really horrible rhyming schemes with like six words on each page. And none of it makes any sense. It just being the reader. I am, man. It just, it kills me how terrible some of these children's books are. I, I just can't do it. That was the first thing that popped into my head on this list. See, that's interesting. So like my kids, how do you feel about like lift the flat books then? Does that bother you as well? Is that just not narrative enough for you? No, I'm okay with lift the flat books because I can tell like a little bit more of a story with like lip lift the flat books. I always include, I always put more story into children's books, but like lift the flat books. It's like an extra piece to the page. Like it's an, you know, the story's unfolding in front of you. So I'm okay with lift, lift. I don't know why I can't say that. Lift the flap books. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming with it. I Now that I'm reading books to my uh, six, almost seven-year-old at night, we're reading some really cool books now. So like she's into like the solar system. So we're reading like books about Mars and Earth and the moon. And I'm learning stuff like legit. Like, whoa, that's that's actually a pretty cool little tidbit there. So, you know, or she'll ask me a question about a book we're reading. Like, what is that? Or, you know. I have no idea. We're going to have to Google that in the morning. No idea. <laughs> You're stumping me. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, my oldest, now, I, I started reading Harry Potter to him. Nice. So that's going really well. That's the book I get to read to him at night. And that is so much better than reading the trash books <laughs> that, like, and I'm talking like 18 month and under, you know, at once they get past like 18 months and they start picking up on your language a little bit more, the books start be- like longer picture books and stuff starts becoming better. You can do the voices for the characters and they can, yeah, they, like they that. get it and they appreciate it. Absolutely. But those first 18 months are shit. So you said Harry Potter. Now that's a book I want to read to Audrey, my oldest pretty soon. How old is your oldest that you're reading it right now? Remind Almost me. five. So you're on the first book, I'm assuming, Sorcerer's Stone. Is he liking it? Is he understanding it? He is. Now, I am purchasing the illustrated versions of Harry Potter. Okay. Now, they don't have pictures on every page. But the other thing that I'm doing is, and parents, if you want to take this and run with it, go ahead, is I will read a part of the story and then... I will show him a clip from the movie regarding the part of the story that I just read. So because pretty much all of the clips are available for free on YouTube. So you can like, I would just read a part of the story and then I would watch with him the part of the movie that coincided with that story. And that's really helped. I started reading him just the book at first and he, it, it was hard for him to catch on, but I started showing him the the videos to kind of go along with it. And then he started being like, oh, this is going to happen now. You know, it, it, it started clicking more with him. That's really cool. Now, depending on how fast you read these books, because I remember the first couple of Harry Potter movies 
are very kid friendly, but they quickly become not very kid friendly. So I'm not sure how long that'll work for, but that that is a pretty cool idea. Well, here's the thing about that. They don't have to know that there are more books or whatever in the series until they are ready to to have it read or to read read it, you know? <laughs> yeah. This JK Rowling, she pumps out books every five years, so you know. I'm yeah. I'm looking at you, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. So another thing that came to mind when you, you asked me about this topic is how much I just never knew how much I could love something like a child. Yeah. Like you hear that from parents and it's like, okay, I get it. But you don't until you have a kid. And like mm -hmm. I'll even day one, night one, when we had our first kid and I'm sitting there at the hospital and I'm holding her in my arms and it's just like, oh my God, like this is just like I've never, I can't even equate this to anything. And, and I'll bring it to an example uh, to just today. So my wife and I were having a conversation. It's It's been pretty stressful for me at work lately. So like we were having a serious conversation about my work and just some stressful things that are going on in my life. And my youngest walks up and has one of these little back scratchers with her. And she's like, Dad, I want to give you a back massage. And she just starts rolling this you know, back massager on my back. And it was just like, Oh my God, I, I didn't even know I needed that right now, but that was just the perfect thing. And she just helped calm my nerves. And she, it's just like, I don't know, man, I can't equate it to anything, but here's what I want to say about that. And that's also one of the things that is on my list. Now you can be really upset with your best friend, right? Like yep. just crazy angry at your best friend. When you wake up the following morning, you're still crazy angry at your best friend, right? Like that anger kind of carries over. You can be upset at your kid. You can be upset at whatever it is they're doing. They can drive you nuts. But the next moment that you look at them after being upset, it pretty much just goes away. Like you can't, you can't continually be upset at something that you love so, so much. It's, it's impossible. Like if, your kid was driving you nuts the entire day and you were just angry and you're at the end of your line. It's just the end of the rope. And at night you're tucking him in and they say, I love you, dad. Yep. Every, literally everything is forgotten. Just everything. The only other person in my life that I've ever experienced something similar to that is like my wife. Right. But it, it's, it's not the same type different. of love. It's different. Yeah. yeah like, just even them looking you in the eye, it just something happens. Like you just knowing that there's a special connection there. Absolutely. 100% on my list. Not knowing how much that you could possibly love anything like that. Jason, I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you say that your drinking has increased or decreased since becoming a dad? Definitely decreased. Um, and maybe as it was a difference of me in my twenties versus me in my thirties. But like in my twenties on the weekends, I mean, it, it was on, I'd be drinking Friday night, Saturday night, and it was multiple, multiple drinks. Nowadays, if I have one cocktail a couple times a week, that's, that's a lot for me. You know, I think that's the real reason why we started dad's off duty. So Jason could get his drink on. What time do you think it is? Cocktail o'clock.
was sexy. Thank you. Turned by nips on. Both of them? <laughs> nips. Yeah, as in nice. multiple. You know, it's actually funny. We didn't even script this, but you dovetailed very perfectly into my drink this week. Because the drink I have this week, for anybody who knows me, is the drink that I've had pre-kids. So in my 20s, when I would go out on these Fridays and Saturday nights having multiple drinks, the drink the drink of choice for me was, Seth, yep, you know what it is. It's a rum and coke. Love it. I'm keeping it simple. I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it easy this week. This is the Cuba Libre, as it's known. I didn't even know that was the, the name of the drink, to be honest what? with you. It's a Cuba Libre? Oh, let me tell you is what that, a Cuba Libre is. Is that, is that like the, the cousin to Nacho Libre? The horrible Jack Black movie? No, man. No, so the Cuba Libre, the translation is free Cuba. Now you're going to say, what, what's, what does that mean? What, what happened? What does that mean, Jason? Thank you. In the year 1900, a captain in the U.S. Army was stationed in Havana, Cuba. Why would he have been stationed in Havana, Cuba in the year 1900, Seth, being the history nerd that you are? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Continue. <laughs> you just don't know the answer. That's what it is. I really wasn't paying attention. Awesome. I was like, Jason's off on one of his tangents. I was, I was elsewhere. Okay, well, in the year 1900, the Spanish-American War was going on, Seth case you didn't know. So a lot of people uh, from the U.S. Army were stationed in Cuba. And at the time in Cuba, Coca-Cola was being imported to the country. So it was a relatively new thing. Now, the other thing that's going on in Cuba is they like their rum. And Bacardi is a Cuban rum brewed there or distilled there, I guess you could say. Uh, This U.S. Army captain that I talked about thought it up to mix his Bacardi with a little bit of lime juice and some Coca-Cola. And he toasted his comrades by calling out, poor Cuba Libre, which means to a free Cuba. Essentially trying to liberate Cuba. You know, that's that was the uh, that was the battle cry. So this drink has been around for ages and I've enjoyed it many a time. Why has it been around for so long? I think, I mean, the ingredients are available internationally. We're talking Coca-Cola. That's everywhere. Bacardi rum is very easy to come by. It's one of your middle of the road. Wait. Available at every place. I have to stop you. Did you just say Bacardi rum? Bacardi is the official rum of the Cuba Libre. Yes. You got something on your mind? No, continue. No, go ahead. Tell me what's on your mind. You know what? Okay. That is the worst rum that you can choose for. uh... Well, it's it's funny you say that because this is not the rum that I drink (laughs) when I drink rum and Cokes. But being the guy, the head of cocktail o'clock, I have to keep it. I have to keep it 100 with you. Yeah. So I'm drinking Bacardi now. I even have it in my nose because I know you're probably going to say you should be drinking Captain Morgan, right? I prefer Kraken, but both are delicious. Okay. Well, Kraken's a little bit more uh, off the beaten path. I think when you're talking rums, typically you're talking Bacardi or Captain Morgan, yeah. right? Yeah, Captain Morgan spiced rums. I mean, for 
if I were to go somewhere and order rum and coke, that's probably what they're going to give me. Most places I go to wouldn't have a wouldn't have Kraken. Exactly. So Bacardi, the difference between briefly Bacardi and Captain Morgan say is Bacardi. And obviously there's a lot of variants of Bacardi, but we're talking like Bacardi Superior. The Bacardi is a light rum. It's distilled in sugarcane molasses. And then the mixture is double filtered through charcoal. It's about 40% alcohol by volume. Honestly, this type of rum, this light rum, is better in mojitos or pina coladas. That's where I would use a Bacardi. I yeah. When I drink my rum and Cokes, I, d- I use Captain Morgan, which is a 35% alcohol by volume, so a little lower. Um, it's made in the U.S. Virgin Islands, or that's kind of where it was founded um, originally. It has notes of marshmallow, toffee, and honey, and a very molasses-y type flavor. So like Seth said, it's it's a spiced rum. I'm not, I, I don't even need to tell you how to make this drink. It's pretty obvious. I'm, I have it in a highball glass with a lime wedge. That's how I prefer it. Splash of lime juice. It's a pretty good drink. Like I said, rum and Coke, for my money, I'm going Captain Morgan. Kraken's also very good. If, if, you're, uh, if you like that, it's a very bold rum. Cracking, but it's good. I don't hate this today as much as I used to in my 20s. When I was drinking a Bacardi and Coke, I was like, God, this is crap. And this is what my wife still likes to this day. She prefers Bacardi. I'm going to give this three out of five. I can dig it. I yeah. love me a good, I love me a Captain and Coke. And I, I see, I say, I call it Captain and Coke. <laughs> Rum and Coke. Uh, so I, I can dig that. Obviously, I know why you chose to go with Bacardi. Disappointed a little bit, but I get it. Now, I, I have a question. Did, you said I was thinking about this. You said the early 1900s was the Spanish-American War? In the year 1900. 1898? Well, that, is that when it started? It, it was only like a few months. Okay, well, my research says 1900. Maybe it was 1898. Oh, well... I mean, yeah, it's probably semantics, but I was just thinking about my ADHD brain was like, did he say 1900? And I mean, (laughs) could it be possible that the U.S. Army was still there two years later for U.S. Army is everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Thank you for that delightful rum and Coke, Bacardi and Coke, Cuba Libre, per se. Free Cuba. Man, I I wish I could drink something other than water. All right, to, to get me less sad, I have to get back on to the, the train here, the topic. Um, one thing that I that that nobody told me was how expensive daycares are, or how expensive child care is, just in general. Um, yeah, the, so. Two kids in daycare, it's like we, we pay like three eighty-five a week for two kids in daycare. I know. <laughs> that's it's depressing. That's nuts. That's more than my mortgage. I have a four-bedroom house. <laughs> that's crazy. It makes you think like maybe I should become a daycare provider at this <laughs> if this is what yeah. we're getting paid. Right. Yeah, just I mean I, I could never hang like my body would literally explode a week after watching children, but like exclusively like that weren't your own. Yeah, that weren't my own. I could not imagine 
being a daycare worker, if you know a daycare worker, reach out to them today or tomorrow and just say thank you because, yeah, they have to deal with our children during the day. And sometimes our children are terrible, like we discussed last week. So just reach out to them and thank them. But yeah, I wish I knew that it would cost me nearly $400 a week to provide daycare for the kids. You know, true story. After our second was born, you know, my wife was thinking about going back to work and we were starting to run the numbers of like, if she would work part, cause she just wanted to work part time. And it was like, we ran the numbers and it's like, okay, to work part time, we are going to be making this much money. And then we are going to turn around and give that money to a daycare provider when you are working. And it's like, at some point, does it really make sense? Because right. like you were saying, with exp- as expensive as it is, if you're going to go off and work for X amount of hours a week, 20, 30, whatever it is, and then you're going to turn around and just pay that money to a daycare provider and it, the net is zero, like, wh- what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the end, we we obviously decided uh, Julie would stay at home with the kids and it worked out. But yeah, and that was one reason is just because, like you said, it's very expensive. And you don't even get like a buy one, get one free deal or anything. No, it's, it's bullshit. You don't. The other thing that you don't get is like, if you were talking about part-time is you would think that it's like an hours based system or whatever, that if they went X amount of hours, it would cost this much. No, it's like full-time and part-time and full-time's almost $200 and part-time's like $150. What the fuck? I got a buddy who's an engineer and he's very detail oriented. So he, he puts his kids in daycare and Sometimes like they'll have he he gets frustrated because like they'll have a uh, class party at the end of the day, like the last day before Christmas, for example. And, you know, he'll be there because it's like parents come for the last hour and he's like, it's bullshit because I'm paying them and I'm there, too. Like at that point, I shouldn't be paying them. I'm watching my kid, not you. I want that hour back. Yeah. Ridiculous. What's the next one on your list, Jason? I wish I knew how patient I would need to be once I had kids. I thought I was a patient motherfucker before kids, but (laughs) let me tell you what. You want to test your patience. You tell your kids, hey, we got to go to the store, get your coat and your shoes on, and I'll meet you in the car. Oh, my God. You don't actually go out to the car and wait, do you? Yeah, no, I mean, I got to get the car warm and yeah, they'll come out when they're ready, right? Is that how it works? Kids are still searching for their socks. You had socks on. How are you now sockless? I don't get this. You know, tying your shoes. uh, If their youngest is figuring out how to wipe herself and we're trying to like stand back and let her do it because she's going to be going to kindergarten next year. And it's like, she's got to get this down all by herself. And it's like, oh my God, I want to get in there and help. Uh, But I can't. Getting dressed in the morning. Or just getting dressed in general, like put on some clothes. What? Where, why are you out here? Turn around. Put on some clothes. So yeah, patience, patience. And especially for somebody who wants to be as efficient as you want to be, I'm sure that is yeah. got to be a strain on your mental capacity. I am all about efficiency. Sometimes my wife will like do a task and. I watch her do this task and she'll walk somewhere, grab something, 
goes all the way over here to do something else and then go right. And it's like, wait, why didn't you just do it this way instead? So, yeah. How, now, being married a while, how often do you have to fight the urge to actually make that statement out loud? Daily. Dude, it's because, it, you know, it's not going to be good if you make that statement out loud. Like it's that's. Well, see, my wife knows when it's going in my head now because she uh, I have a certain look, I guess. And she's like, yeah. what? What am I doing wrong now? I'm just like, yeah, nothing. Just go ahead. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. With me <laughs> I, I get that completely. One thing that I wish I knew before becoming a parent was how much time I was going to be spending making sure my children didn't murder themselves. Yeah. And you have boys, so I can only imagine how worse it is for you. Yeah, just for to like get the boys' energy out and stuff. It's Wisconsin. It's cold. It's crappy out. How can we get their energy out in the house? So we've been letting them jump on the bed, which is fine. And then we got this really great idea to pile all of the blankets and pillows and stuffed animals at the foot of the bed, let them run off the bed and jump into the pillows and such. We did that one time, and then it's just it, that has to be a thing that is done every day now. But <laughs> to get them to not jump off the bed and land on their face is really more challenging than you would expect. Like just jump and land on your feet or jump and land on your butt. No, 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 no. Jumping just like swan diving into this mountain of stuff. But I'm like, one of these kids is going to break their neck because they're just like, I got this. Can you see this right here? Yeah. I got this scar on my right above my chin from when I was a kid. I was jumping near a bed and hit right here, right on my lip on a bed rail. Just gushing blood everywhere. And my parents thought I was gonna have to get stitches. Somehow, miraculously I didn't. But yeah, we you know, we used to go to go to a hotel room. You know, you get the two queen beds or whatever to jump in between them. Yeah, jumping from bed to bed, right? And I'm thinking like, man. My parents were brave souls to let us do that. And I don't think I could let my kids do that. <laughs> Maybe one day. And the other thing that I meant by this is things that you would think are like meant to be for your children. Like a little toy that you have to hit it with a hammer. You hit one block and another thing pops up. Completely just fine. Until they are running in the house with socks on and all hardwood floors and they slip and then bash their face onto one of those little poles that are sticking up that you hit with the hammer and blood is just pouring out of his eye. Um, Wait, blood out of his eye. That's well, not like normal. Next, like right next okay. to his eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, that that's better area. Yeah. It's just those types of things just happen and just, after that happens the first time, how just aware you are of all of this, all of the things that could potentially murder your child just by running around the house. And it's, it's a daily struggle with me of being like, yes, go have fun. And oh God, how are they going to kill themselves today? <laughs> it's a daily struggle. It is. Yeah. 
so the last thing on, on my list here is what I wish I would have known or was how much free time would be taken from me once you have kids. And, you know, you think about that. And it's like, well, yeah, that's obvious. But but really, it's like now when you think back before kids, how do you spend a Saturday afternoon? I can't even remember that. All I remember is probably a lot of video games were played. I probably did some projects around the house. I had infinite amount of time. And then at some point, we'd get ready to go out to eat because we'd always go out to eat on the weekends. And then we'd go out drinking all night. Nowadays, our Saturday afternoons are filled with dance class or, well, pre-COVID, dance class or swim class or taking them here or there or let's go to Home Depot to do a craft. It's weeknights, same thing, right? Like, it's, everything is just so regimented nowadays and it's like we eat dinner, then we, I'm sure at some point it's going to be homework and softball and then go to bed. But like, just think about how much free time you used to have. Nowadays, for me, and every parent does it differently, I have a buddy that just doesn't even care about what his family has going on. He just goes and does his own thing. But for me, my free time is spent once our kids are in bed. And that's even like if I'm going to go play poker with my buddies. It's like, okay, I'm going to put my kids to bed. Then I'm going to go and see my buddies. And then, hey, you want to go out for drinks? Yeah, I'll go out, but it's going to be like at 830 because that's mm-hmm. by that point I, I'm ready and I, you know, I want to put my kids to bed. So yeah, free time. Yeah. The way that I used to do it, I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd or just nerd in general. And I didn't want to lose playing Dungeons and Dragons. And if anybody who's ever played Dungeons and Dragons is listening to this, you know how hard it is to get people to show up consistently. It's like a running joke uh, in the community. But the only way that we could do it is by having the guys over at my house at around like six o'clock at night, just with how all the schedules were happening. So the way that we got around it is just saying to my wife, I said, like, I just need like one day a week or whatever, six o'clock at night. The guys are going to come over. We're going to do Dungeons and Dragons just for that night. This is pre kids or post kids. This is post kids. OK, OK, got it. After we had kids, this is how I did it. Like, got some, like, free time or whatever. I'd say, guys are coming over this one night a week, 6 o'clock or whatever. We're going to play Dungeons & Dragons. You know, you're going to have to watch the kids. But it's also, like, I will do the same thing a different night. Exactly. For for you or whatever. Just make the compromise. The other thing uh, that I wanted to get into that specifically is just, like, guys time now you said free time and basically the same thing but like time i could spend just hanging out with the dudes because before kids like we had our wives or significant others or whatever and we got to spend more time with them so you had more time to go spend with your friends because you didn't feel like you were abandoning your significant other yep so guys time is I didn't realize how much of that I would lose after having a kid. And to me, the biggest reason is not necessarily because we have kids, because I also want to spend time with my wife. But the only time I can really spend time with the wife is when the kids are asleep. That would also be the time that I would be spending with the guys. So, you know, something's uh, got to give something's got to give. And 
I like my marriage, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last thing on your list. I think I got one more that I want to mention. And this is probably just a me thing and just has to do with like all of the, the medical stuff that I have to deal with. It just me personally, maybe a, like a tale of caution for other people. I wish I knew everything I did about my body, like all the things that I have going on that's wrong with me before I had kids, because I would have liked to have been able to make an informed decision on whether or not like to like pass those things down to them, because most of the things that I have wrong with me are genetic and very painful through life, so on and so forth. And it's hard on me physically to have kids, to, to play with my kids. So I really wish that I knew beforehand, even just how I would have felt five years down the road, because kids turning about five now, because my body's really deteriorated, and I don't think it would have stopped me from having kids, but it definitely, like, I would have been more careful, really, like the like earlier stages of, of having kids, and uh, would have saved myself a little bit more over the last few years if I had known. Um, so like I said, just maybe me personally, but if you feel like you have something going on and you can afford to go see a doctor to get it checked out or whatever, just do it. You know, like if you're thinking about having kids, think about, you know, is this something that I can pass down to them? So on and so forth. I think those are just things that you should be open and discuss with your significant other. Unfortunately, for me, I found out pretty much everything after I had kids. Use me as a tale of caution, I guess. Yeah. If, if So if you knew then what you know now, how do you feel like you would have changed what you've done? Like, would you have done less physical activities? Yeah, I would have changed. I probably would have gotten, I probably worked, would have worked at different locations. Like I would have, I wouldn't have worked such kind of like physical jobs. I wouldn't have been on my feet nearly as much over the last five years, just like certain lifestyle changes that I would have, would have made over the last five years, just so I could spend more quality time with my kids and not at eight o'clock at night, like tonight, tell my four-year-old that I, I can't like fight. I can't like wrestle around with you right now because my back hurts so much that I want to cry. <laughs> you know, I wish I would have been able to have those conversations five years ago as to having them with my five, almost five-year-old now, I guess. Yeah. I, I Okay. I can see that. Hmm. That's a pretty sad thing. So I'm not going to leave us on a sad thing. I'm going to keep the train rolling. I asked you a question last week, Jason. Yes. Do you remember what question that was? Uh, who would I make love to? Who would I spend the rest of my life with? And who needs to die? Yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to... Last week, I was nice to you. I gave you the good guys of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, no. This week, we're, we're going in a different direction. So here we go. Fuck, Mary kill. Jack Nicholson. Christopher Walken. Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay, what's your fascination with them all being men? Like, why do you have some sort of sick something going on? I just like to see the look on your face. Okay, next week can it be like 
women maybe i'm just 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 a thought yeah i promise i promise that next week will be women uh, not the golden girls okay uh danny devito <laughs> Freddie white's the Walken. answer for all of them yeah. except kill you you murder blanche but sorry <laughs> continue Oh, God. Okay. Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken, and Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I see. Jack Nicholson's a nut case. Uh, I, 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 he, he's got to go. He, I'm, <laughs> I'm stabbing him right in the heart. Like, he's, he's one that doesn't seem like he would, like, Danny DeVito and Christopher Walken just seem like cool dudes. They're funny, and I think I'd have a blast with either one of them. But, uh, Jack Nicholson, no, nah. I'm, I'm, he's out. Who would I marry and who would Red I bang? Rum. Red rum. Oh God, I guess between Danny DeVito and Christopher Walken, I, I, I have to bang. Right I'd have to, I have to bang Walken. <laughs> oh, oh and then yeah. I be, oh, give it to me. Yeah, right in the ass. And then oh. I yeah okay i'm done i'm sorry that's not my joke and then i wouldn't be walking right for a week (laughs) do you like that jason huh so then i guess i'm marrying danny devito which would be cool because then you know i could hear all about like some taxi stories it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah we'd have a good time you know my drinking would go way up if i was married to danny devito (laughs) so Rum ham. That's the only right answer to that question. I agree with you 100% this week. And because it's such a rare moment for me to agree with Jason 100%, we're going to leave it at that happy note of thinking of Danny DeVito as our wife. Make sure to check out all of our social media profiles. Jason made a TikTok this last week. It's beautiful. <laughs> there should be another one out, too, uh, of me making the drink from last week by now. So check out TikTok and tell me what I should be uploading to TikTok because I have no idea. I don't get it. Um, So check out TikTok, check out our Facebook, and check out our Instagram where Jason is much more active. Do do those things and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Hey, guys, if you're a dad out there and you got a free moment, stay off duty. (laughs) 